Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Hey Coach podcast. This is Eric Reyes, and this is the podcast that takes a look at business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. Thanks once again for tuning in. Hey, guys, just a reminder, if you like what you hear from me, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave me a positive rating. It helps other listeners find my show. And if you have any questions or comments for me, please email me at eric at heycoachreyes.com. Love to hear from you. Today, I want to talk to you a bit about emotions. I used to be a commodity trader, and it's a very high-stressed job where if you ever watch Trading Places with Eddie Murphy, you stand in the ring and you're screaming and yelling to get the attention so you can do the trades. Well, emotions are high. The stress levels are high. You know, there are some days that you make money. There's some days that you lose money. And I was always a person who was kind of even keeled. If I lost money, I understood that it was my responsibility. It wasn't anything that the people that worked for me did. And it wasn't anything that my partners did. So there was no reason for me to take it out on them. Now, was I angry? You bet I was. But I was more angry at myself. So I would take time, relax, and then continue the day. If one of the clerks made an error, it happens. I don't think there's any person on the trading floor or any business that doesn't have a problem. Now, these problems usually attributed to carelessness, but no matter what, you had to get out of the problem and you either lost some money on it or you made some money or sometimes it came out even, which was a good thing. But again, I would talk to the clerk, wanted him to explain to me what happened, what went wrong, and then try to alleviate the problem the next time. So it was pretty funny at work where all these companies are on the trading floor and everyone's screaming and yelling. They would always say, you know, nothing pisses Eric off. And there was one time that one person did get me because you know what? I am human and I lost it. And everyone stopped and they all looked at me. And one of the traders says to the guy, you did it. You you actually pissed him off and got him to yell. He goes, that's amazing. And as I moved up in coaching, I took that same mindset and I told myself, you know what? We're going to have bad days on the football field and we're going to have good days. People are going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. The coaches are going to make mistakes. I need to stay calm, take care of what I can take care of, and keep moving on. But on top of that, I needed not only control myself, but I also had to control the team. I knew that there were some players who were very nervous. They got nervous before a game, and you could see it in their eyes, and you knew that it was going to control them during the game. So my job was to diffuse that situation. Talk to those players. I never yelled at any of my players. They knew when I was disappointed because I expected more from them. But I never yelled at them because I knew that if I yelled at them, they're already nervous. So now this is going to be building up and building up. And what I, as a coach, had to do was 
lower the temperature. So before the games, I would talk to them all. I would go to each player and say, hey, you know what? We have this. Let's relax. Let's keep our heads in the game and let's take it a play at a time. We have practice. We know what we're supposed to do. We know how to execute our plays. So let's just go out there. And if something happens, let's drop it and let's move further. And I would also explain to them, think of the things that you have to do. Think of those four steps. Alignment, stance, responsibility, and technique. I said, if you think of all of those things while you get on the line, all that anticipation, all that that built-in angst will subside because you went through the steps and you know what to do. If our quarterback threw an interception, I would tell him, hey, it happens. Let's drop it. Let's reset. And let's keep going. We had one game where my quarterback was just horrible. He, he had a horrible day. He threw like three interceptions. Uh, he some balls way above the receiver, threw them to the ground. And at one point, he comes off the field and he says, take me out, coach. I, I, can't, I can't do it today. And I told him, no, let's not. Let's just go back out there. Stop being in your head. Let's relax. What I decided to do was not call any hard plays or trick plays. What I decided to do was go down to the very basic plays, little slants, little outs, hitches. I did the small plays where they were easy targets to get him comfortable again. I did a lot of handoffs, get him comfortable. And then as he has his confidence grew, then we would start adding more plays, which then he had the confidence again. So I did all of this at work and on the playing field, not knowing what I was doing. But as I started to think and to do studying on business, I found out that what this actually was, was emotional intelligence, EQ. And that's not equalizer like in the music or stuff like that. EQ, emotional intelligence. And what's emotional intelligence? Well, one of the definitions I found says the ability to understand and to control your emotions and the emotions of those around you and to manage your relationships accordingly. And I was like, wow, that's what I have been doing, not knowing what it was. So as I started to study this, I would ask people about emotional intelligence. I say, hey, do you guys do this. And it's funny that some leaders in business do it. Some leaders in business follow emotional intelligence, their emotional intelligence. But some of them say, no, 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 we're too business oriented here and we don't need emotional intelligence. You know, that's just a, a mamby pamby thing. We're very business like here and that's, that's the way we handle it. But you know what? Those are also those high-stress places where there's a big turnover in personnel. And they take it as, well, they couldn't cut it. You know, nobody needs that extra pressure of, if I screw up, you know, they're going to fire me. Or, or when you're at a meeting and they said, does anybody have any questions or comments? You say, oh, I don't want to put my question out there because they'll think it's a stupid question. 
or I don't want to tell them there's another way of doing it because they'll say, no, no, what are you talking about? So let me, let me keep quiet. And they bottle this up. You know, pressure and uncertainty is not the way you should be working. We need to be rational and emotional to move forward. So emotional intelligence will definitely give better results. So as I started doing the studying, I found out that there's five parts to emotional intelligence. One is self-awareness. How well do you know what triggers you? Okay, as a coach, I know that I need to control myself while the game is going on. I know what is going to set me off. I know what is going to make things worse for me. If I call a play and it didn't work right, or if I get a call because if it was an offsides, I know that these things annoy me. So I'm going to try to control those, those emotions. I also have to know that if I let these emotions go, how are those emotions going to start to impact everyone around me, with my coaching staff and my players? Self-regulation, that's the second part of emotional intelligence. Are you in control with those triggers or are those triggers controlling you? So what I need to do is I need to regulate my emotions. I need to say, these things are going to happen. I know they're going to happen. I know things that are out of my control will happen. And I need to be able to tell myself, okay, let's take a step back. Let's figure out what happened and let's work around it. When I was a trader, that's what I used to do. We have a problem. We bought too many lots or we sold too many lots or we bought when we should have sold. Okay, let's analyze what's happening. Let's see where the market is and let's now get out of this trade before it gets worse and worse. In the trading floor, if you hold on to an error, 99% of the time, it will just get worse if you try to fix it instead of just trying to get out of it and reset. The next step is motivation. Trying to improve yourself. I have always been the type of person motivated to better myself. And one of the ways to better yourself is to control or to try to control your emotions and to try to help others to control their emotions and let's all be on that one team mindset. So motivation is the third one. The fourth one, empathy. Knowing the feelings of others through their eyes, not your eyes. You know, I know on the football field, when somebody fumbles a ball, they're going to come off the field and they're going to be so frustrated with themselves. And if I yell at them, why didn't you hold on that ball? Well, yeah. That's brilliant, Coach Reyes. Like, I should have held on to the ball. Of course, he should have held on to the ball. What I should be doing is say, hey, let's not worry about that. Let's go to the next play. Let's brush it off. That's one play in the whole entire game. So let's keep our heads in and try to get him to understand that that's just sometimes part of the game. Because I want him to go back onto the field. I want him to not be thinking about holding on to the ball. I want him to be thinking about doing his play and doing the right play. And at work, it was the same thing. 
when someone made an error, it's like, you know, that's a stupid error. Yeah, brilliant. Of course, it's a stupid error. It's an error. Most errors are stupid. But if he thinks that he's going to get fired the next time he does it, he'll have an error within the next couple of days. And if you have an employee and there's a project that needs to be done, there's a deadline and he misses the deadline, screaming at him doesn't help you and it doesn't help him. What you should have been doing is maybe using this emotional intelligence that I've learned, I should have been watching and observing prior to all of this happening so that I can help him succeed in finishing that project on time. If I waited to the very end to see if he was going to finish, that was my problem. I should have been throughout the whole process checking and making sure that he knew what he had to do and giving him the opportunity to say, hey, I'm stuck here and I don't know what to do and not have him feel scared to come to me because I would think that he wasn't able to do his job well. So having that emotional intelligence is crucial to giving everyone on your team the ability to question things that they think need to be fixed, to be able to communicate back and forth, open and honestly, and to be able to come to me and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Empathy. And the last one, social skills, interpersonal, developing and maintaining mutual relations based on trust and respect. That kind of goes with empathy. You need to establish those skills within your organization, within your team. Establish that flow of communications. Establish that dialogue where they can talk to each other and talk to you. And give them the tools, if they don't know something, that they know where they can actually go to get the answers. We don't need to give somebody their project and say, well, that's part of his job description. And if he doesn't, then he, we're going to let him go. Well, no, that's, that's just a recipe for disaster. That's you looking to let him go because that's the way it's going to look to me. If I ask the question and my boss tells me, hey, you should know this. I am not going to feel confident to be able to go to him and ask him another question because my last question was not answered and all he told me was, you should know this. So as a coach and a team leader, two things that I have control of is my self-awareness and my self-regulation. Okay, I have the ability to recognize what's going on around me and if I know what's going on, I can address my behavior, and in turn, as I address my behavior, then I can address the situation because I have control of myself and my surroundings. So all of this emotional intelligence, the five steps, it all starts with you. There was a study from Forbes magazine that stated that 90% of top performers are high in EQ. And emotional intelligence. And only 20% of the bottom performers are high in EQ. So if 90% of top performers are high in EQ and emotional intelligence, what does that say? As a team leader or as a coach, I want 
the best for myself and my team. So anything that's going to make us perform at a higher level, I want to do. And again, it starts with you. I cannot dictate to everyone else how they should be acting and how they should be conducting themselves and how they should be reacting to others when they do things wrong. I cannot tell them how they should be acting if I myself am not controlling the way I'm acting. Now, does this mean that we're going to all be perfect? No. Like I said, I have lost it once or twice. On the coaching field, you know, I have lost it once or twice. But you need to reset. You know, it, this is a process and we need to start the process, at least start the process, get those gears going to try to better ourselves and better our team. So like I said, I yelled at the guy on the trading floor. Actually, I yelled twice at two, two different people on the trading floor. When I coached, I never yelled at the players. Did I yell at the ref? Yes, I yelled at the ref. Did I ever argue and yell at my coach? Yes, I have. You know what? I then apologize to the ref. I apologize to to my coach. Let's move on because in the heat of battle, things happen and you get caught up. That doesn't mean you just let it go because, hey, that's the way things are. No, we should all be trying to better ourselves, better our teams, move forward and perform at the highest level possible. Listeners, I hope this helped you. I hope this is going to put you on that path to performing and having a high emotional intelligence. And if you know somebody who is suffering from this or can use this, please share this podcast with them because someone may not be listening to this podcast that can use this to help them or at least to get them starting on the right path. So again, thanks again for listening to the Hey Coach podcast. Love talking to you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Don't forget, a high IQ is great, but a high EQ is even better. Take care.